The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Uh, just before we dive into these amazing readings again, you may have noticed I removed or I moved the presider's chair. I don't know if you did that about a couple weeks ago. And the reason why was that I always felt uneasy having my back towards the Lord in the tabernacle. If you notice when the, where, where it really was, my back was against the Lord. And remember, as Catholics, our Lord is present in the tabernacle. And I always felt uneasy with my back towards him. So I said, Lord, I want to look at you. So I moved it over to the side. So if you were wondering why I, I, I moved the presider's chair there, because I didn't want my back towards the Lord. So in case anybody was wondering, well, that's why. But forget about all that, because today is special. And let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, my sisters, good morning. It is your glorious day. And I always love it how sometimes our, our secular calendar of the United States parallels beautifully and perfectly with the liturgical calendar. And I hope to make my argument here, but it's absolutely beautiful. Of course, today, as our nation celebrates Mother's Day, it's a great thing. Guess how much we're going to spend today on you mothers? I quoted this a couple years ago, but the stats are still relevant, I think. So we will spend today $28 billion on cards, flowers, food, clothes, you name it. Compare that to what we'll spend in June on Father's Day. Guess how much we're going to spend on our, on, our, on our brothers, on our fathers? It's still a lot. $20 billion. That's still a lot of socks and ties and underwear. But think about it, $20 billion versus $28 billion. But rightly so. Women, and I'm not trying to pick up on you here with this compliment. Brothers, if you're single, mark this down. This is a great Christian pickup line. Women. Do you realize you are the pinnacle of creation? Do you realize that in Genesis, go back to Genesis now as God creates the world, the universe. He begins, and with each successive order, God creates something greater with each day. In day one, day two, day three, as, as he's creating the universe, as he progresses, it gets better, more elaborate, and more amazing. You women are the pinnacle of his creation. He's the last, you're the last one he created. You are the highest of the creative order. Do you realize that? And I really want to emphasize that because today we downplay that. There's nothing unique about women. Quite the contrary. You are utterly amazing. 
which is why we will spend $28 billion on you, and happily so. And one of the most amazing, spectacular gifts, your superpower <laughs> that God has given you, is that you give birth to us. They did a study, it was a Canadian researcher, and they studied the development of children in the womb. And it said around 30 weeks, the little child in the womb begins to differentiate, I can't pronounce that word, differentiate, don't make fun of me, I stutter. <laughs> but they can pick out the voice of the mother. And this Canadian researcher did an amazing study. So they took a, a group of women, all pregnant, and half of the women read a poem to their child in the womb. And the other half of pregnant women, they had a stranger read that same poem. And they measured the heartbeat of the child in the womb. And it said when the mother would read the poem, the heartbeat of that child would flutter, begin to flutter. And when, they, when, they, when the stranger read the poem, the heartbeat of the child in the womb, no reaction. The mother starts to beat a little faster. By 30 weeks, this occurs. The child already recognizes the voice of the mother. In fact, even so, the child recognizes the heartbeat, the rhythm of the mother. So unique is that bond between mother and child. And how beautifully perfect it matches today when our Lord in the gospel says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Think about those two parallels now. Children who for nine months in the womb hear the voice of the mother because they are listening. And I won't say that word because I can't pronounce it. They're able to distinguish the voice of the mother because that child listens. Sheep that follow Jesus in the same way are able to recognize the voice of Jesus Christ in their lives and how appropriate that is because that teaches us if I, as a Christian, want to hear the voice of Jesus, what must I do? What must I do? What, you, what must I, you and I do in order to hear the voice of Jesus in this cacophony of noise in this world? Oh, this world is loud. There's always one crisis after another. It's, it's just perpetual, isn't it? There's one fight after another, the latest one. Again, we're all fighting again. How can we distinguish the voice of Jesus Christ in this loud, noisy culture? The baby in the womb listens. The sheep of Jesus Christ must listen to Jesus. This will only happen if we get down on our knees and pray every single day. This will not happen, by the way, 
if we were not praying. Because if we're not praying, because prayer is that pivotal, is that pivotal dynamic of that conversation. It is when I am down on my knees and I'm listening, Lord, what do you want? This, by the way, is the, this, this isn't my secret. When you reset your scripture, it is always those who are listening who are able to distinguish the voice of God in their lives. And it will not happen if we're not praying. If we're not praying, by the way, what's going to happen is that we're going to hear somebody else's voice and, and we'll go after that. Ah, oh, but that little baby in the womb, by the way, who's, that, who's our example now, here's the voice of the mother because that child for nine months has listened trained its ear, and is able when to hear the voice of God. Oh, the Christian in the same way, too. The more we pray, the sharper our ear becomes. And oh, how the Christian, when we hear the voice of God in our lives, our hearts will begin to flutter, set on fire with the voice of God. Because like, ah, I recognize you, Jesus. I can distinguish the voice of Jesus Christ and the voice of the world. It becomes clear. Or, the voice of my own desires. During this month, as our nation also celebrates Mother's Day, the whole month of May, uh, of May is honored and for our Blessed Mother. And Kathy did such a beautiful job today. I didn't point this out last Sunday. Look how beautiful this is. This costs $2 billion, by the way. It's part of the $28 billion we're spending today. How beautiful this is. And our Blessed Mother... Why? Especially for non-Catholics, they see our devotion to our Blessed Mother as something utterly strange. But for me, I don't know, it's natural, maybe because I grew up Catholic. We do not worship Mary. So if anybody ever criticizes you as Catholics, if you worship Mary, no. Why? From the very beginning, remember in John's Gospel, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, our Lord said to John, his beloved disciple, Behold your mother. And from that moment on, John took Mary into his home. It was from that example now, from the very beginning of Christianity, we have taken Mary to be our spiritual mother. Because let me ask you, who followed the will of God more perfectly on earth than her? Nobody else. Do you remember last Sunday, we had that beautiful conversation between Jesus and Peter? And our Lord is trying to teach Peter how to love. And he asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? And the word that our Lord uses there is agape, which is that beautiful Christian love where we lay down our lives for the other. It is an unconditional love. This is the type of love that every single Christian is called to strive by. To lay down our lives, to think of the, the good of the other. That is what Christian love is. And if you remember from last Sunday's homily, I, I said a phrase there which was striking, I think. I said that the proud will never know love. They cannot know love. Hear that again. The proud will never know love. Because what does the, prides, the prideful person say? They say, oh, it's my desires that are first. It is my will that comes before everybody else. I will do what I want to do. Or, if you want to use the parlance of today's language, I'll do me. I just want to do me. Me, 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 me. That's the prideful heart. See, the why the prideful will never know love because they cannot never, ever, ever enter into the self-gift of which love requires. Because again, what is the highest form of Christian love? Is that I will lay down my life for you. I don't care about my own desires anymore. 
See, this is why the prideful heart will never understand and penetrate the depths of love. Because if we give into the temptation of only thinking about ourselves all the time, our lives will be reduced down to power dynamics. Our relationships will simply be, am I winning or not? And a prideful heart will only leave a trail of broken hearts, broken relationships. That's what, that's what a prideful life will do. Now enter Mary. Ask ourselves, was there a shred of pride in Mary? No. Absolutely not. Every time God spoke to Mary, Mary responded with humility. Every time our Lord asked of her something, she always gave. Every time Jesus needed her, she was there. Mary could not have cared less about her own desires. And that is why, beautifully, in this month of May, we honor her as the example of how you and I are fall to follow, follow Jesus Christ. And this is why I think, why, beautifully, Mary and motherhood are so intertwined. Because if you think about it, what do mothers do at their best? You literally lay down your lives for us. Every woman have, who have been privileged and honored to give birth to another human being, you literally lay down your lives. Again, I want to highlight this because our world said that, that that's nothing spectacular. Quite the contrary. That's one of your most precious and most powerful gifts you offer humanity. Every mother, when she gives birth, says to her child, and you'll sound familiar, take this, you, my child, for this is my body which is given up for you. Every mother says that when she gives birth, by, by her very example. Take this, my child, my body, which is given up for you, and eat of it. Every woman says that because she gives of her body, she lays on her life as she, gives, as she gives birth to us. And then she will nurse her, us, and she will literally give us her very body for us to feed upon. Jesus Christ, in a few moments, will do the same thing. When he says, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which is given up for you. Ah, oh, the beauty of motherhood. And on this Good Shepherd Sunday, follow the example of the beautiful child in the womb who listens to the heartbeat and to the voice of his mother.
because Jesus Christ here now says, my sheep will hear my voice and I know them and they will follow me. I know the world tells us to do what we want to do. Think of ourselves always. Who cares about everybody else? Who cares what the church thinks? Who cares what everybody else wants? Do you? Punch that in the face. It's a dumb way of life. And I mean that. It's a a stupid way of life. Because all it leaves is more broken hearts. And it makes life utterly superficial. When When Jesus Christ loved, he loved to the point of death. And that is the example of what Mary and our mothers show us. Follow that path. And then we will love like Jesus.